to you. Uh, same kind of things we had last week for you. This is part two of what we talked about last week. So we're just going to read Psalm 1. Um, we're going to read the whole thing again. Find it. You just stay there. We'll be there for most of the most of the morning. Jump around a little bit, but we'll be in Psalm one. Uh, so we're gonna read it again. Verse one says, "Blessed, or blessed, is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season." His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So let's just pray um, together one more time before we get into this. Let God speak to us. Have his way today. Jesus, hallelujah, God, I thank you for your word today, God, for your presence that's here. God, I pray that you would speak to us today. In Jesus' name, God, anoint our ears to hear your word, I pray. God, let your will be done, God. Speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, God, make everything clear. In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, you can sit if you'd like. I said last week when I was a wee lad, me mother had me in Bible quizzing, and we had to memorize scriptures, ask uh, questions were asked, we had to answer them, get points, lose points, win competitions, lose them, whatever, all that stuff. And this was one of the first, if not the first, passage of scripture that I had to memorize, so it's always kind of stuck with me. So we're going to continue on from where we left off last week, and most Psalms were written by David. Some were written by Moses or some other guys that wrote a few here and there. And Psalm 1 is one of the ones that was written by everyone's favorite author, the one we quote the most, Anonymous. We don't know who wrote it, um, but it's a great book or a great psalm to start the book of Psalms. And we said last week, um, I know we know this, but um, a psalm is a poem. Let's put the music. It's a song. And... So the book of Psalms would be the Jewish hymnal, I guess. You know, we've said this before. And so this was a song that they would sing on certain occasions. And uh, the psalm tells us how to be blessed or blessed, however you say it. Um, and in the Old Testament, things are pretty simple. You obeyed God and you were blessed. You disobeyed him and you were cursed. It's pretty uh, straightforward and this psalm tells us how to go about being blessed and obeying him. What happens if we don't and what a blessed person looks like and what an ungodly person looks like. So essentially, there are two ways to live. We know this. Well, for God or not for God. Now, there's no on the fence stuff. Jesus said you're either for me or against me. There's no maybe I am, maybe I'm not. You either are or you aren't. So last week we spent time talking about the first half of Psalm 1. We talked about a blessed Person in the second half kind of so we kick the pulpit here, kind of flips that over. 
So we got blessed person, and then the second half is uh, the ungodly. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So I had to give it a title simply, the ungodly man or person, people kind, the ungodly one. So the first half, half tells us how we need, uh, how we should be, how we should act, and what it looks like if we're blessed. The second half tells us how we shouldn't be, and how we shouldn't act, and how we're going to look like if we're ungodly. And if you're not living the way of the first half, you're the second half, right? So we'll read again from verse 3 to 6, and it says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, talking about the blessed man. Um, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation, sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So the writer tells us in verse three what a blessed person will be like. He says he's going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Right? We went over this last week, and, and it's going to be a blessing to everyone around. He's going to prosper. It's going to be strong and stable. Trees are durable. You know, when things happen, you know they they live. They they stand generally, unless lightning hits them. And even still, a good chunk of them stands. Trees are pretty durable. They they endure a lot of things. The storms don't really seem to. You know, they may break a few branches, but in general, the tree stays together. It's, um, it's rooted. And all these, all these great, um, you know, illustrations that we get from a tree, that's what uh, a person that's blessed, the person that's living for God is going to be like. But then he's, he switches it and he says, the ungodly, well, 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 they're not the same. Surprise, surprise. He says, the ungodly are not so. The ungodly aren't like this tree. The ungodly aren't like the blessed. You know, they're, they're, they're not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. So chaff, if you're not familiar with the term or the production of grain, which I'm not, I know, you know what the words mean, but I've never produced grain. I don't know if you have. But the chaff is the, <laughs> the husk from the, from the grain. So... In the old days, they would beat the heads of grain on the threshing floor. They just pound it until um, you know it all came loose, and then they would toss it up in the air. And the chaff, the husk, the lightweight part, the wind would take it away, and all the heavy grain would fall down to the ground again. And whatever um, didn't blow away, they would burn. Just get rid of it because it was useless. So the wind would blow the weightless chaff away, and the writer says this. He presents this picture in a complete um, contrast or in a comparison to the tree. The tree is solid and stable. It's durable. It's sturdy. It's alive. It's healthy. And he says that's what a blessed person, someone that's living for God, that's what they're like. But the ungodly, on the other hand, is someone or someone who's not blessed, someone who's not living for God, is the opposite. Like a chaff, dead Dry, unstable, the wind blows it wherever it wants it to go. It's not durable, it's unhealthy, it's not living. They haven't been planted by the rivers of water. They haven't been placed by God. They're just going wherever the wind blows. And that's why if you look at society, it's constantly changing. You think like this? No, actually, no, no, we're going we're gonna to go like this now. No, what was good 10 years ago now is inappropriate now, and now we think this way, and then 10 years later, it's going to be completely different. No, that word is offensive now, and this one isn't. And, and it's back and forth all over the place. 
you know, this is wrong, and now actually, no, it's okay to do that, and this is, this, this is wrong, but a few years later, that will be okay to do. And then maybe something we did will be wrong, and it's just back and forth. There's no sort of consistency. It's just blowing about, it seems. It's not rooted in God. So we have this tree that's solid and grounded and sure, and we have the chaff, which is flimsy and drifting and unsure. There's a big contrast presented here. The tree has purpose. A tree has a function. A tree does many things. Fruit produces fruit. Cherries, apples, walnuts, maple syrup, something. Sap, if it's a pine tree. <laughs> but it produces something. Something comes from it. It gives shade. It gives wood. It gives oxygen. You know, we need trees to, to live. It's a home for the animals. It's, you know, produces other trees. It does all these incredible things, but the chaff does nothing. Literally, it's, it's blown away or it's burned in the fire. It has no purpose. It does nothing. It accomplishes nothing. It's worthless. It brings no value. And we can look at ourselves and say, you know, well, I'm glad that I'm godly and blessed. But if we take a closer look, sometimes we tend to resemble the chaff more than the tree if we're honest with ourselves. There's, been, uh, there's a lot of blowing about lately in the church at large. We're kind of going with what the world says and, you know, well, maybe we're going to give in here and even there. We're just kind of blowing about whatever is popular and whatever's going on. And Paul says in Ephesians 4, verse 14 to 15, it says, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So he says in Ephesians, he says we, we don't need to be like children anymore. We need to grow, grow up and not be blown about, tossed about by every wind of doctrine, everything that someone teaches, be be led astray as children, even as immature Christians, we can be like the chaff and be blown about. But as mature Christians, as someone who's actively living for God and actively delighting in His Word and meditating on it day and night, like we said last week, that's actively following after God, as someone who's blessed by God, we should be solid. Amen. The ungodly or the immature will be blown about or distracted and easily confused and easily upset and easily led astray, but the godly shouldn't, should be solid. And I, I think we need to be honest and examine ourselves from time to time. Am I constantly up and down? Am I constantly in and out? Do I worship one service and not the next service because maybe I don't feel like it? Right? Am I faithful one week and not the what next week? Am I living for God and then maybe I'm just kind of coasting? Am I being blown about or am I solid in my faith? Someone, sorry, I lost where I was. Because the Bible says that a blessed person or someone who's following God and His Word and someone who loves the Word and someone who delights in it and meditates in the Word, they're going to be solid and strong. And someone who does it, it's going to be weak and tossed about by everything. Every storm that comes their way, every 
you know, every teaching they hear, everything someone says, they're going to be kind of, oh, what do I do? And be blown about and tossed about by everything. Every new thought, every idea, every everything. And we need to examine ourselves and be honest. Am I being blown about when life happens? When trials come, when someone says something that might contradict what I believe? Do I just accept it? Do I just change my mind? Do I give in? Well, maybe they're right and maybe we should stop doing that or maybe this or that. Do I, do I stop living for God when something happens or someone says something? Or am I solid in my faith? The more we love His Word, the more we focus on His Word, the harder it is to budge us. The more we walk with Him, the harder it is for us to be blown away. Psalm 1 and 5 says, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So because the ungodly are like the chaff, blown about, not rooted like the tree, they're not going to stand in the judgment. At first glance, it seems like it's saying that they won't be there. When I first read it, I was like, what do you mean they're not going to stand in the judgment? They're not going to be judged? They're not going to be there? That doesn't make sense because the Bible obviously says the opposite. Right? It kind of contradicts everything we've gone over so far. That's the fun part about the English language. <laughs> so many meanings of different words. And feel bad for anyone that's trying to, to learn it. But what it's saying here is that there will be a time of judgment. Right? We know that. Jesus talked about it. Um... John saw some things in a vision, wrote a whole book about it. It's at the end of your Bible. You want to read that? You know, we know that there's going to be some sort of judgment. We know there will come a time of judgment. And when that time comes, the ungodly or the people not living for God aren't going to stand. Remember, it says the, the blessed, the, the godly, the people that are living for Him, they're like trees. And what do trees do? They, they stand solid sturdy, they endure. So there's a time of judgment that's coming. And anyone who isn't blessed, anyone who isn't righteous, anyone who isn't a lover of the word and following Jesus, anyone that's not born again, they're not going to stand in the time of judgment. They're not going to make it through. They're not going to endure the time of judgment. That's what it's saying here. So in contrast, the righteous, the blessed, the godly, the people that are living for him, they're going to make it, they're going to stand. But the ungodly, not so. In the second half of that verse, it says, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. So there's going to be some sort of division. So if we're interpreting this in the light of heaven and hell and judgment time, the ungodly, they're not going to make it through the judgment. They're not going to be standing. And because they won't make it through, they're not going to be in the congregation of the righteous. It says they, the, the sinners, it says ungodly, the same thing. Remember, this is a song. This is poetry, and sometimes in a song or a poem, you'll say the same thing different ways, right? So the sinners and ungodly, it's the same kind of group that we're talking about. They won't be in the congregation of the righteous, or they won't be in heaven. So we've got the ungodly being judged and not making it. Because they don't make it, they won't be in the congregation of the righteous, they won't be in heaven. And I hear a lot of people complain that we don't preach on heaven and hell enough, so let's talk about it for a few minutes. Let's get uncomfortable here. 
If you're not born again, if you haven't repented, you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence and speaking in tongues, you haven't received, I mean, receiving the Holy Ghost, it's not just a get-out-of-jail-free card. You just do that once and you're fine. <laughs> if you're not living for God, you're not following Him, you're not loving His Word, because we've got a lot of people that experience Acts 2.38 and they live wherever they want after. you still got to live for God. So this whole thing's talking about a righteous wasn't just someone that's born again, it's someone that's living for God. Delights in his word, meditates in, he loves God. You know. We're saved by grace through faith, but our faith is shown in how we live. So if you haven't done these things, if you're not actively doing these things, if you're not working towards these things, if you're not doing it, you know, you're not going to make it. You want to make it to heaven, you need to be born again, you need to fall in love with his word. Jesus said in John 3 and 5, Verily, verily, I say to thee, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we need to be born again in order to enter into his kingdom. We need to obey his word. If we want to be in the congregation of the righteous, we need to obey his word. We need to delight in it. That's what's going to keep us. We need to meditate in it. We need to obey it. We need to love his word, not just the parts we like. You can't just pick and choose. Pick and choose. Not just the parts we like. I know we're not going to get it all down. I know we're not going to be perfect. That's where grace and mercy come in. But if we're actively following Jesus and actively obeying and loving and focusing on his word, then we're going to make it. And if not, we're not going to stand in the judgment and we're not going to be rooted. We're going to be blown away. And so we need to examine ourselves. Today and time to time? Am I rooted? Am I stable in Jesus? Or am I all over the place? Do I love His Word? Do I follow Him every day? Do I just do it when it feels good? When, when they're singing a song I like? Do I, do I follow Him daily? Do I love Him? Do I love His presence? And if you don't, you're not going to like heaven. So I don't know why you want to go there. We need to love Him. We need to worship Him. We need to follow Him daily. Am I doing that? Or am I just being blown about whenever things happen and people say things and I get upset? Or like, what am I doing? We need to examine ourselves. Have I been born again? Because if we are, we're on the side of the ungodly, Jesus said it's one side or the other. There's no on the fence. And maybe you roll the dice and you get in. That's not how it works. It's one side or the other. Either on his side or you're not. Because if we're on the side of the ungodly, we're not going to make it. We're not going to stand in the judgment. It just takes it's like quite a turn there. It's like, blessed is, blessed is. Here we go. Well, okay. Psalm 1 and 6 says, For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So he kind of reiterates this point again. And he points out that God knows your way. If you're one of the blessed, if you're one of the righteous, if you're following him, he knows your way. God knows where you are. The word know in the Bible is often used to show a closeness between people and intimacy, if you will. And Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, he said, 
Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. We know that God knows everything. Amen. It's not talking about having a knowledge of you. God knows, yeah. knows it all. Yeah. But he's talking about a closeness. I never knew you. I was never close to you. And if we're walking with him, if we're delighting in his word, we're meditating in his word, there's a closeness that comes. There's a relationship that develops between us and him. And we can do things for Jesus. We can even do things in His name and never be close to Him. But a righteous person, a blessed person, they're close to God. They know Jesus. And if we are righteous, He is close to us. And He knows where you are. He knows your way, it says. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're battling. He knows what you're going through. He knows where you are. He knows your path. He knows where you're headed. He knows where you're going. The New Living um, says in Psalm 1 and 6, For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. He's watching over you. You're living for Him. He cares about what you're doing. He cares about where you're going. He cares about what's happening. He's watching you. He's got a, His eye on you. And that's a comforting thought. Amen. He knows your ways. It says, He knows your path. He's close. There's a closeness. He knows. Psalm 23 takes it a little bit further. Verse 3, it says, He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. For His name's sake, you've got righteousness again. You've got paths again. Psalm 1 says, He knows my way. He knows the paths of the righteous. And Psalm 23 says, He's leading me in the paths of righteousness. This is all tied together. And as we follow Him, as we live for Him, He leads us. And where He's leading us, He's familiar with. He knows the paths. He knows where He's leading us. Remember, verse 3 talks about how He's planted us. He's put us where He wants us to be. He knows where you are. He knows where you're going. He's got you where He wants you to be. And He's leading you where He wants to take you. And I don't know about you, but that's where I want to live. Amen. That's where I want to be. Being led by Jesus. Walking with Jesus. I want Him to know who I am. I want to know Him. I want a closeness with Him. I want Him to know my path and know where I'm going. And know where He's leading me. I want to be righteous and on the paths of righteousness. Does anyone else feel the same? The writer ends this song with the way of the ungodly shall perish. It starts off like, blessed is the man, and then the end is like, and the ungodly will perish. It's just like, all over. And it's a warning. If we aren't living for God, 
We aren't walking with him. We aren't following him. If we're going our own way, it's going to end badly. He knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly is going to perish. It's going to end in destruction. It's not going to end well. We already know where the ungodly will end up. And Jesus said, depart from me, I never knew you. It's going to end bad if we're not walking with him, if we're not following him, if we're not in love with him. It all comes down to two choices. We can live for God and be blessed. Make it to heaven. Or not. We can be ungodly and perish. Those are the options. It's pretty easy when there's two choices. But those are the choices. This is what Psalm 1 is teaching us. There's two ways. You can be blessed or ungodly. And God's in favor of the blessed. Not so much the other. Let's, let's stand today. I hope that all made sense. Everyone's not offended with me. When all of this is said and done and life is over and whatever... I want to be standing in the congregation of the righteous. I want to be a blessed person that it talks about. I want to delight in the law of the Lord and I want to meditate in it. I want to be close to Jesus. I want to know him and I want him to know me and I want to follow him and walk in those paths that he knows and walk in those paths of righteousness. And this psalm both acts as an encouragement and a warning. We continue to live for God. This is what will happen. We'll be blessed. We'll be like a tree. We'll be prospering. God will help us. And we'll, He knows where we're going. He'll lead us and all that stuff. Uh, we'll be solid, sturdy, and doorway to heaven and all that. Well, there's closeness that comes with it. But if we don't, we'll be blown away. Not in a good sense. We'll be blown away and perish. So this morning, I'm going to get my wife to come, but she disappeared. This morning, let's just take some time and pray. And let's, um, let's examine our hearts. Let's be honest with ourselves and honest with God. We look at ourselves, what side are we more on? Are we more on the blessed side? Do we love his word? Do we meditate on it? Do we follow him? Do we know him? Does he know us? Are we, you know, do we let him put us where he wants us to be? Have we done these things? Have we, have we been born again? The water and the spirit? We've done all these things. Are we more on the side of the ungodly where it's just every wind that comes, we're just uh, distracted and thrown off and, and tossed about? Are we like, are we solid or are we like the chaff, the tree or the chaff? Which of these characteristics do we show? Are we close with Jesus? In the end, is he going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, or depart from me? I never knew you. Because those are the only two options. 
So this morning, we sing a song. Let's spend some time praying and examining ourselves and making sure that we're on the right side. Because we, we can be planted like a tree, but then we can, be, we can allow ourselves to be uprooted and, and tossed. And, you know, we can, we can allow ourselves to die inside, whatever. We, can, we need to make up our mind and, and examine ourselves and see where we are. So let's spend some time praying if we need to repent. Let's do that. Let's draw closer to Him. Ask Him to help us. If we're struggling with His Word, help us to love His Word and love His presence. Let's draw close to Jesus this morning. Let's find a place to pray in our, our seats. You want to sit, you want to stand, whatever it is. Let's just pray. I want to be on the right side. The blessed side. I want him to know me and I want to know him. Amen. Let's all pray.